0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Thank you to the Endpoint guys who are allowing us to host this fun little podcast. My name is Zoot, and I'm joined by the wonderful Avik and Cypher. Hope you're all staying safe at home. And uh, actually, in order to introduce ourselves a little bit more, I'm going to go over to Avik. Avik, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself before we get into the whole
1: thing? Mm, I'm Avik. I play Quake. I woke up 30 minutes ago. I'm 29 years young. It's my last year of 20s, which I'm proud of. And I played Quake for over 15 years, or about 15 years, something like that. I think I started even earlier than that, but competitively, I played about 15 years.
0: Fair play. And um, I'm over to you, Cipher.
2: Yes, my name is uh, Alex. Uh, people also know me like a Loja Tornado or like a Cypher. Seriously. I also played Quake for 15 years. Me and Avek have like totally the same story in Quake, basically. And I woke up like five hours ago, and I'm 30, <laughs> and I'm 30 years old, like in about uh, one week. Whoa. This, so he's still what,
1: 29. He's still 29. That's
2: what's gonna happen.
0: Are you as proud as Avek?
2: Uh, excuse me?
0: Are you as proud as AVEC for it to be almost the end of your 20s?
2: Man, it's stressful. Nothing to be proud of when you're 30. It's just stressful and that's it.
0: I, I, I agree. I'm 30 so you I totally agree.
1: I'm also very scared of age lately. So like this 30 years old is like big barrier. I don't know your ages guys, but probably you are like... Uh, you Zoot are above 30, right?
0: I'm 30. I'm 31 you're this 30.
1: year. Yeah, no. so you see, so the, the 30, 30 is the number which is like big barrier, I guess, for everyone. So when mm-hmm. you're going into 30, then you are feeling quite different, right? And I remember two years ago, we were talking about some uh, things about age, and Cypher told me about 27 club. Like people make like 27 club, and I was back then I was 26, and he told me, "Man, did you hear about 27 club?" I'm like, "No, what is 27 club?" Like everybody, every famous guy is dying at 27. <laughs> you yeah. are going 27 soon. I'm like, no, please.
2: You know the funny thing and is you are already the...
1: 28 almost. So it's you know, 21
2: club now. It. It's uh, 21, uncle. 20. Yeah, at, at the moment they change it. <laughs> yeah, so
1: every generation is becoming weaker and weaker.
2: Yeah, yeah, but. Are... But there was the thing. There was a the thing. It's not like from out of out of the blue I was talking it. It's like a lot, a lot of people just passing out like at 27.
1: Yeah, 27. Clouds. So as
0: pos- as positive as this is, I'm going to take control again. You, know you, got. you guys don't even need me here, honestly. Um, uh, the format of this is that we're, I'm going to be asking loads of questions. We've got things that we want to talk about, but there's a sort of a Q and A at the end. So if anyone in chat has anything they want to ask, then please line up your questions. But uh, I want to touch on something immediately that Cipher referenced—that uh, you guys have a very similar uh, story. I, I want to, you know, I think you guys have talked about this in the past, and you've been to lands together. But is there a, is there a, a real way to like a root of how the relationship started? Was it online and then at LAN? or like, what happened for you guys to build your your relationship together? Um, I'll start with uh, Cipher, actually, for you brought it up.
2: Um. Yeah, well, look, uh, I personally not really that kind of the guy who really likes like communication uh, online or something like that. So also at that time, so the social medias and all this kind of things wasn't the thing. And we have la- we had a lance like every two months minimum. And yeah, like our our like puff in the quake and we know each other only from lands and only from the real life i would say because like we barely talked to each other like online maybe sometimes by some kind of like deal or like work but usually we know each other from the lands 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 Uh, a lot of lands was happening together so like this right
0: was there anything to add to that like was there a moment at a land that made you guys start talking
1: Uh, Well, uh, before what Cypher said, I wanted to say that uh, our stories, like what we're gonna say, are probably gonna be everything the same because I think we (laughs) see the situation exactly the same. Because we spoke in the past many times on LANs, on like after parties and things like this, how we met, how things go, and we both see the situation the same. So, um, actually, before meeting Cypher, I spoke with him. Let me, I spoke with him one time in my life before meeting him in real life it was the beginning of quake 4 where we both uh, started to to compete on the big scene and we were going for international events uh he won some asus cup against cooler i think back then and i won some like uh, norwegian tournament or like a uh, um, uh, dutch tournament and then uh, then there was some news about me in Israelity. He messaged me. He saw that I'm already good, and he asked me to practice. Then we didn't arrange practice somehow because back then I was also like playing against medium skill players. And then right after that we met already like in real life. So we didn't have a lot of like uh, in common on uh, internet. So we started to build our relation like from like face to face.
2: Yeah, we talk with Avik a lot about it to be honest, and we like to uh, be nostalgic in such kind of things because. It's- it was really fun times. But from if somebody doesn't know, like, first of all, it was the USWC 2006. I came there, like, to my first international tournament. And Ave couldn't participate there because of the age limit. Uh, but he came there just for, like, watching it. And before that tournament, I had, uh, and uh, I, uh, we talked with Avek about that, that Avek for me was like a rival because I, I was personally thinking that I'm the only one uh, my age and doing like really good in Quake, and I was uh, I thought that I'm like the only one in the world and stuff like this. But then I noticed that the guy is even one year uh, younger than me and he's doing like a lot more. So he's winning the European tournaments and like it was it was such a rival for me. But then from years and years, we just remember the situation. We was laughing and I remember like Alec also told me that he came to SWC and he was watching how I was playing the games. And then first time. We met uh, seriously. It was QuakeCon two thousand and six. Straight away, uh, right after the SWC, and yeah, we just met their bus, uh, bus manager of Serious Gaming, and owner of it. He he made this possible as well, and it was cool. I think well, it was to really be honest,
1: cool. guys, if if you would like to speak about it, we already, even in Katowice after the tournament, we spoke about it. Yeah. About seven hours straight. Can you imagine? <laughs> We went to speak about it at like 3 or 4 p.m., and we end up speaking about it at 1 (laughs) a.m. in the night. So basically, it took us like seven or even more hours to speak about our past. Like, it's impossible to describe it in like one hour or something, but also like how we met, like how we generally met. You forgot also about uh, WCG 2006. It's funny story. as well, yeah, yeah. As I well, didn't yeah. know him like that good back then. First of all, you need to remember that we, we both were like 14 and 15, we didn't speak English back uh, uh, at that time, so we couldn't like really communicate. Then I started to catch up on Russian and things like this, and uh, English, and we both like kind of speak together. But I remember we were, we were getting shuttle from like a hotel to the tournament area on WCG 2006. And you know, you're getting into the shadow, you're a new guy because you're uh, new to the competitive scene, and you are looking for your like uh, seat, you know, in the bus. so the the the, the free seat was next to Cipher, and I was like, man, I really want to sit next to him. I, I really like this guy, and i yeah. really I really just want to hang with hang out with him. So I sit next to him. I didn't say nothing because I didn't know how to say hello. I just waved to him or something like this. He also like did like some uh, move with. His S- head salute. He, yeah, <laughs> salute. That he's fine with it. And then we are sitting, and after a minute, he's like poking me, and he's saying, "Man, man, get this." And he takes out his like one earphone from uh, his like ear, and he gives me this, and he said, "Listen, listen to this." Oh. And I'm putting it to my ear, and it's some Russian rap, and we're like, <laughs> going for an hour to the tournament.
2: Probably just, it was like, goof.
1: Yeah, we probably it was <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, we basically like went to the tournament area without like talking with each other. We only listened to the Russian rap, and that's how we somehow um, yeah hang out with each other. And there was like many situations in the beginning which like uh, made our uh, relationship stronger. There was like many funny stories, many sad stories, like.
2: Uh, the thing we, is, then when when we start to grow up, our stories became like you know. More and more grow up, you know, and it was the funny thing that we know each other from when we didn't really was like old enough, you know, to how to how to explain, like from the kids, we already see how we grown. And yeah, we, we, we observe had, like, each other, you know, how yeah. he's developing as a person, his character. And it was years character. and years coming out and on every line we met and it was like, um... you know. Before that, as said, like experience. it
1: was like uh, Russian rap. We also like after tournament on WCG. I remember we still didn't speak like English, you know. And we w- we were invited by Fatality to the poker poker tournament. And I remember what made our uh, relationship even stronger is that we didn't know how to play poker. We were newbies. Like I think you know this guy Dello from like our organization. He was English guy as well. Yeah, Reason right.
2: Gaming or something. Reason Delo. Gaming,
1: I think. Dell. Yeah. So he was owner of manager of it and he bought us the chips, I think, to play poker with them. And we couldn't like play with them because we didn't know the rules. So basically they, they <laughs> all all of them were old, right? So they got drunk. And what we were doing to catch up, we were like, I was like uh, stealing chips from the fatality or someone on the left, and he was so drunk that he didn't even realize it. So at some point, we had like almost the same chips as them, and they didn't know how is it possible that we are we are losing all the time. (laughs) And we were losing all the
2: time. And we are
1: gaining chips somehow, you know. So such uh, such uh, little stories when we don't uh, communicate with with each other, but like we are like um, we are just like have this vibe without like speaking, you know.
2: Uh, So I'm sorry uh,
1: to fatality, you get wrapped on your tournament. (laughs) You probably didn't even realize that we still.
0: (laughs) It's uh, yeah, stories like these that I I really love. And I think it, it, it. I don't know, I get this kind of feeling that you're almost like the troublemakers of the scene, but in the way that every time I've been to an event and I've only been to them since 2012, you guys are just have been together just laughing. Are not at people but as people go past you guys are just always laughing and you, i don't know you always look like you're up to something and it's just yeah it's been a nice relationship to see develop even from my side years and years after you guys initially met each other um well, i will continue because otherwise you guys are going to talk yeah we don't and have i don't have, have a don't purpose it. otherwise i have no purpose whatsoever um and i want to talk about some quake a little bit i hope that you're okay with that um because you guys have obviously had a lot of experience playing against each other. Um, The way that I've been hearing it, and I think it might have even been expressed by both of you to me, is that AVEC tends to have the sort of mental advantage going into games. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I want to hear Cypher's perspective first on how it is playing against AVEC, and also how it is different to playing against
2: anybody else. So it's for me firstly, right? Yes. Yeah, well, this is this is some kind of like many, many, many years story. So like when I all the time face Awek, I never look at his current shape. I never look at the game. I always look up at uh, his uh, abilities. And from my experience, when I face him, it started. uh, Everything started from Quake Four, of course, when uh, I couldn't like win against him in Quake Four, and it's changed in uh, SWC Masters in uh, France. So. I, I had a feeling that maybe at some point uh, I'm, I'm okay to win him uh, in a more slow game as Quake 3. And I have no chance in such kind of dynamic and fast game as Quake 4. But, uh, but you know, even in Quake 3, even in Quake Live, I lost uh, so many times. And to describe specifically, I think it's more, more like everybody knows how, uh, how uh, AVE can be aggressive. But uh, I think it's mostly, it's mostly about this kind of tech, uh, how to say, like when you feel his dodges, it's so much different than from the others. And his moves is like you're reading them at some point, but at other point you don't read uh, how he is going to approach them and how he's going to like execute them. All the time it looks different and all the time it looks more or less unexpected. Uh, sometimes I can catch the flow uh, and I had like tournaments and uh, yeah, I had tournaments and I had maps where I could catch the flow of Avac, and I catch, could catch flow of mine and uh, stop him uh, somehow. But overall, yeah, it's one of my uncomfortable opponents just because, I don't know, maybe it's just because of like overrating in my head. Maybe it's just because... Um, uh, all the time we we played against each other, it is just a really long period of time delays between it, you know, like uh, I play one game against him and then the next game I play against him, like maybe in one year or something like that. And there is not much opportunity to, to know all the aspects and all the small things. So I would say like this.
0: Aber have you got anything?
2: Um...
1: Well, for me, it was totally different approach um, at this point. Uh, whenever I played him, I I consider him as playing a friend. I didn't have like that big of rivalry going into him, so it gave me also this like comfortable uh, mental mental situation before the games. I because the the thing is that I was never never ever angry at him when he won against me, and it never happens against any other player. So I was always a little, like comfortable state of mind, and yeah, what Cipher said. I think over the years, yeah, I managed to uh, win some games, but also I lost games to him. So mm. maybe like the balance is a bit in my favor or something. But but I was losing games to him, especially in Quake Three.
0: Yeah, and he was and in, like
1: really shape.
0: I I just want to like, ask, how how is it different playing Cipher than it is to play? I don't know, I could name a player, but I mean, like, literally anybody else. Mm. Is, there, is there a difference in your head when you approach Cypher, or is it maybe specific to everybody?
1: I think it's the same as everybody. It's just I know that um, after the outcome, it uh, doesn't matter if I'm going to win or lose. It's still I'm still going to be at some point fine with it. So I never, like, um, I'm always, like, uh, happy that he advanced. Mm. So in this case, I'm, like, more comfortable mentally.
0: Yeah. And Cypher, I mean, you could say that there's been a sort of rivalry with Rafa, even though it's been a sort of long distance. You guys have been challenging each other for championships in Quake Live for pretty much its whole ten years history. Um, is there a way that you approach Rafa differently, or anybody else differently, to Avik? Uh,
2: look, I'm just such kind of person where um, even even if I totally agree with Avik about like losing or winning, sometimes. I can feel, like, a little bit of, like, regret that I lost or something like that. But overall, yeah, it's true that uh, Abek is, like, one of the guys, if I lose him, that I don't really, like, stress so much or something like that. But still, uh, because I'm that kind of, like, person, uh, I really, really, really put sometimes everything to win and in my head uh, and stuff like this. So I try to... So, yeah, such kind of rivals is always uh, in my head. Even if we are like such kind of good friends as we are, but still, um, for me it doesn't matter. For me it doesn't matter if he's gonna be cooler, Rafa Avec or like evil it was, or somebody else. I just feel like my game is not as good to to beat them. And what should I do to do that, even even if they're my friends or something like that. Hmm.
1: Fair enough. Um, yeah, so... I, I just wanted to add that it doesn't matter what player you play, like. Um... Quake is like one one v one game, right? So it's like um, it's really like mental heavy. You need to be in really like perfect like mental state to to, exactly. be able to win the games. It doesn't matter who you play. It's like um, uh, team games are are much easier mentally wise, and I'm sure about it. And I heard it from CS players, and I heard it from many other players. It's it's sure thing. We played also TDM two v two, four v four, and sacrifice because you know that. Um, in certain situations, people won't look only at you, but they mm. will look at the team as a whole, right? So it doesn't matter if your teammate is doing worse or better. You you just need to like uh, play good as a team, so there is no as much pressure. And here you have one guy. You have point of view on him, uh, all eyes on him, and he needs to deliver. That's much more difficult, like, mental-wise.
0: Mm. To- totally, totally agree. <clears throat> um, I want to push it away from the gameplay for just a, a quick segue. Um, because we were talking about um, lands, and you guys have already got like uh, hundreds of memories to think about. Have you got any memory from a quake land that's not like in the game itself, but around the game? Um, Avik, I'll actually go with you first. What's, what's your like? The, doesn't have to be your best memory, but something that like stands out to you the most in your experiences. Uh, what is most important to me? Not well, what's... no, not most important, but just like something that happened at a quake land that really stands out to you. It could be something funny something that meant a lot to you it could be anything maybe you saw something that was nice I don't know
1: uh well there was like many stories like this you know when I started with fatality and stealing chips from him like you can go through many stories like this
0: like it's a favorite I, I want a favorite I
1: have I have even one more with fatality if we're talking about him okay. like you know he had this little tiger on his monitor so it was his mascot. Like he was always bringing it. He was putting it on his monitor, and he believed that thanks to this tiger, he's winning events. And back then, when he was like playing Painkiller, he was actually winning most of the events, right? Except that the 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 tours were like Vu was winning before him, right? So I remember also there is like Polish friend like Karmak. He is like working for ESL now, mm-hmm. and he he lo- he loved to make a lot of jokes if you Google him or if you YouTube him and you YouTube like Ushad, he was making like uh, interviews with uh, famous players who didn't know him uh, like that much back then. And he was pretending that he's like a foreign guy and he doesn't speak English. So he was speaking with really broken English, even though his English is perfect because he was like, since two years old or three, he was watching Cartoon Network and things like this. And uh, his uh, his English became perfect. So he came to the idea that he's gonna steal this uh, tiger from uh, Fatality. And he thought that it's gonna be a great joke, right? But when he did it, Fatality get furious. He <laughs> he went totally ham. He was so mad, <laughs> and because of that, he uh, uh, karma gave him back this uh, this uh, tiger, of course, because the situation get too too serious, right? Uh, but because of that, he lost to Neok or someone like this, or or someone. I don't want to throw names and and stuff like this because I don't <laughs> remember. But I'm pretty sure that he was so pissed that he uh, lost the game next game. There was some some story like this. There was many actually cool. Stories.
2: I wanted Fun I wanted stories. to add one thing about Karma. You told me you, you just said that he was doing this uh, this uh, this ruffles oh my and this things yeah, and, once,
1: jokes? Yeah, yeah, and
2: um, once, yeah, and one and he was all the time he was biting and doing jokes and all this kind of thing. And once he came to me, it was to uh, it was uh, England tournament. It was I yeah I remember thirty one or something. And I was like 16 years old or 17 years old. It was quick four times. And he came to me like he was really rushing me and pushing me. And then he started to like really like nervously like uh, trying to explain me. And I didn't like talk English or I didn't understand much. I just I could understand like uh, 30-40% of what he was saying. And he was like really, really like uh, stressed. He was really looking at me stressing and like explaining that. I'm going to get uh, deported because Lukashenko called them and he said that he's <laughs> going, he's going to yeah. like uh, make all the Belarusians go back because there is something uh, happening. They're closing the country because they're closing no in the, yeah. the country. Yeah, and I and I need to go right now. I even like need to. I don't have time. I can't even like the, uh, stuff my uh, pick up my stuff, like uh, mouse, keyboard, yeah. and stuff like yeah. this. And there was like a camera guy, and then we were starting to run with him, and I'm like, what's going on here? And then, <laughs> And he, he told, told me him. about it before, he said, just
1: don't say Cypher, I'm going to put uh, make this joke on him. And when I looked at Cypher and his eyes and he was so sad and he was so <laughs> scared, I was like, man, I just can't continue with this. I feel so bad for him. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah, Yeah. he was crazy guy. I remember I was sleeping at his apartment in Warsaw before leaving to some tournament. And man, you know, you're just going to sleep, you chill out, you chill, totally chill, right? You feel safe in your bed, right? You feel comfortable, everything is warm, and you're falling asleep. At and one point, this guy is rushing like to my room, to my bed, and it's like uh, he's trying to like scare me or something like this. I'm like, man, what are you doing? Stop with these jokes, finally. It's just impossible. <laughs> I'm scared to sleep in your apartment, man. I don't know what you're gonna do. Or, for example, in England, the same tournament that Safer is talking about, I'm taking the buff you know, so I'm taking the bath, and he's rushing. Well, above, my... like you're lying yeah, in yeah, the bath. Yeah, 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 oh, I'm lying okay. in the bath, you know, with bubbles and things like this, <laughs> in like tube and he's rushing into it with this like, uh, with this uh, like swimmer cup, and he said, man, man, you need to put this swimmer cup, and I'm gonna make photos with you, and I was already so like, um, I was kinda uh, angry at him, I was pretty mad at him, and I was like, man, I know you're a journalist right now, and everything what you're doing is for attention so don't please put any caps on me or put on make photos don't like uh, get attention for yourself and he also no it's not for my attention i'm just gonna make photos and he really made me i was 15 or 16 he made me do this and put this uh, like swimming cap i look hilarious (laughs) he made photos but he never ever posted it i was like man please just don't post these photos ever i think he still got it somewhere but like he was doing many this crazy stuff This uh
0: that's absolutely mad actually i'm gonna i'm gonna realign back some quake um i i'm gonna i'm guessing by the way the answer to the previous question is that carmack was like a source of some very memorable moments at quake lands but now i want to talk about some memorable moments within the game maybe it's in the game at land, or maybe it's in the game from home where things are a bit more I don't know it's like it's like personal to you right everything that's going on in your own vision of the the pixels on the screen is there anything that happened in a competition maybe not in a competition in any mode in any game any quake any maybe not even quake at all something for a fond memory um cypher anything that stands out for you from any point in time <laughs>
2: I don't know, man. It was a pretty good moment uh, when we participated with AVEC and Strengths in the Shootmania tournament in France. And we won like against ADK in some close matches 3 2 And even though it wasn't like something big, but I think it was big for each of us at some point. Especially and
1: for it... me, but I'm going to tell my story yeah, my but,
2: point of view. <laughs> but in the end, I just remember how happy we were and how, how fun it was to just come to... France to Paris and play it, and I don't know, everything looks really cool. It was some kind of amphitheater or something, I don't know, it looks really cool. And uh, we managed to win, and uh, I don't know, at this moment, uh, like, the first thing which came to my mind. the way. I...
1: Also, I want to go back uh, with one more thing. So Carmack is also, like, not only good at English, <laughs> But also, he knows the most languages in the world. I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know if I can, uh, like, zoo, like, mention it in our, like, a chat, that Carmack learned the phrase, like, tell your mom to change lipstick, to don't change lipstick so often, because my dick is like a rainbow. He learned that phrase in, like, over 20 languages no. so he knew it in swedish in danish in german in dutch in french in italian in spanish so he's a spanish guy he come to him and he tells him this phrase he see uh, like a german guy he comes to him and he tells this phrase it was man it was like uh, hilarious and people I, loved I, it actually I, I it was like, the first like it out. was like first like a prank, prank guy in esport i think and mm. he was doing it pretty good and some people were really getting mad, because sometimes he was like speaking it so clearly in Swedish, for example, that the guy thought that he is Swedish and he is like insulting him. <laughs> and you know, it was just foreign guy like learned one phrase in twenty five languages and every time he was like speaking it. And That's it was hilarious. great. And yeah, the, ah, the the story which Sepher told about, yeah, we played Mania tournament. It was three v three. Like long story short, I don't know, guys if you know how Shootmania looks like, like three guys defend, one guy attacking with rail, three guys have rockets, right? And we defend in the base. another way around. Attack is really, really, really hard. And like for all tournament, I couldn't like <laughs> make attack. I was attacking, and I couldn't kill them. I was attacking, and I couldn't kill them, and I couldn't kill them, and I couldn't kill them. And last round, we' playing against uh, this team. And I'm attacking, and I'm like, oh my god, we are, we are done.
2: We are just completely. And the thing so, is, if, if, if he will lose this attack, and attack is, like was really hard to make it, if he would lose it, we would lose the tournament.
1: Yeah. And, it's, and uh, I started to attack, I was like, man, I never win attack. Like, I'm not going to do it this time. <laughs> so I just YOLO to the base. I hit one guy, somehow I killed him, and I start to dance around the base. And they couldn't uh, like hit me with rocket. And I somehow like took it and we like went ham. Uh, yeah. Like one year ago or something, I was looking for a YouTube video and I found it. And man, you we are just like rushing the stage, like throwing
2: headsets and things <laughs> like this. And it's, it's perfect. It's, it's just perfect, you know. Yeah. And the team, which was sitting on opposite side of us, they also were screaming and they were like, Whoa! yeah, yeah. Like, they were yeah, like so we, mad. We were they were yeah, so we were all the time the mad. Stage. We were fighting on the stage really all the time. Against the AKM, Lanfist it was, and the crew, right?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. AKM, AKM Lanfist, AKM, and crew.
1: Okay. I think so, too, yeah. I
2: remember yeah. they were, like, some of the best in
0: the scene at that point. Yeah, time.
1: later they were winning a lot of events, and yeah. AKM basically became a star after that. Like, <laughs> all He's of them. He's in uh, Overwatch League and everything yep. now, was not he? Yep,
0: yep. Um, Right. I have more questions. We're getting there, but uh, Avik keeps distracting us with fantastic stories. So uh, we'll 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 talk about some Quake Pro League because because uh, that's what you guys are doing at the moment quite a lot. I know that Cypher's a very busy man, but uh, uh, Quake Pro League is definitely a focus of the attention in one v one. I think uh, Cipher is eleventh with one hundred ninety six points, and Avik is twelfth with one hundred eighty eight points. I don't know what the points mean, but that's a big number. Um. How how have things been? Like I think Cipher from since I've been watching you, you've actually been kind of doing pretty awesomely. Um, you didn't have the best start to Quake Pro League, but you got in after in Italy, and it seems it's been pretty positive. How 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 are things at the moment?
2: Um, it's weird for me as well, of course, but in the same time, I can say this for sure with my base base uh, experience of like uh, what to do in the game and uh, how to approach the wins. Only what I need to do is to feel like really, really, really good uh, aim-wise and to just be like really cold head. If if I manage to make myself to not worry about my things in life, if I'm really like fine with my life in like every aspect, then in game I'm really cold head. And lately I changed my crosshair a bit, changed my position in a bit, and it made my aim be as as like what I wanted. So I don't know how long it will pass since I lost to Toxic, but still I, I felt that I'm playing fine, maybe worse than I used to to aim or worse than I used to do. And there was like some specific... Uh, moments uh, which happened, why why it happened like this. But overall, I feel like I just started to aim better, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I
0: thought you changed your crosshair and stuff like all the time.
2: No, not that... Uh, so, that, so this, this is what I'm saying. Like, I changed it. I changed uh, one more thing, like positioning-wise. And since then, I'm not changing anything. Not skin. Like maybe one, I changed like LG skin, and that's it. And I feel like I don't need to change anything. I just like I have like my maximum. All I need to do is to to go forward and to 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 play as cold head as possible.
1: Fair enough. Um, Avik, how's uh, how's the it It is. It same goes for me. I need to be on really top shape, like mechanically. So aim wise, it's really important for me. And uh, many times on the internet, I can get my aim somehow. I'm also trying to change things, I'm changing like crosshair, like now probably I'm going to play with the bigger one, and I'm also deciding between two LG skins, I think skins are like, um, they are really impactful uh, for your aim, because each of them is like different shape, and your perspective like on the screen is changing, you know, if the gun is bigger, your like mouse movement is also like uh, feeling slower a bit, you know. So for example, if you're like LG is much more smaller, smaller than your rocket, it's like basically you are changing from uh, from a lower sense to higher sense. It's, it's like it's only your feeling and it's your only your eye like mm. feeling, yes. but it, it's, its just like this. So you need to find the perfect like uh, settings for that. 100%. And for now, I just need to, I really, really want to catch like moment where I can win two games in a row, because for now I was like winning some three zeros, losing some three zeros and things like this. So you are basically, you are basically stuck in the middle of the, of the leaderboard, right? If you, you're, you're, you really need to nail it and win. Two or three games in a row, then you can get back to the top. Especially that right now for 3-0, you have 32 points, right? Mm-hmm. So look uh, like how many uh, how many big changes there are in the leaderboards. You basically like can um, bounce back from like 17 place to 10 or like to eight with winning one or two games, and it's gonna be even more like important in the last stage. So. Even though Rafa is 419 points right now, which I think he's going to s- remain uh, on the first position because uh, I think like, well, let's let's be honest, like you you seen is like much harder to get points because there is so many close okay. matchups, you know? It's really, really hard to get like two times in a row, 3-0 in the EU. Like mm-hmm. you're basically not uh, seeing this. Like you don't see cooler doing it. You don't see like anyone doing it in Europe, basically. Or maybe in the first stages Kilson did it a few times. But uh, it's really hard to nail like two two games in a row, three zero. And especially last stage it's gonna be sixty-four points for three zero man. That's you insane. can you can gain like two hundred points with three games. Just reset
0: the leaderboard. Just
1: reset it. <laughs> do it, Zoot. Do it. You are I'm, impactful. I'm, I'm you are impactful, powerful man. You can do maybe everything. That's why I didn't go to Katowice. I tried to reset Just the leaderboard. Like... Just take the take the take the screenshot of the leaderboard board, put it in Paint, and just reset oh, well. it. <laughs> be my, put my own zero, Quake Pro League. draw zero everywhere, and it's gonna be good. <laughs>
0: um, I wanna I wanna talk a bit more about this stuff though because it's like it's quite cool uh, and something I really enjoyed when Quake Pro League got announced is the fact that we have reliable Quake all year through, and it's not like we don't know when the next LAN is. We knew we knew the whole schedule for the year. And we knew that for a lot of weekends there'd be quite content. What, as a player, how's your like mindset, uh, avic kind of going? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of games. It's not like you're preparing for one big moment every two or three months. You're you're preparing for that moment every week sometimes. How how does that how does that function on your side?
1: I think it depends on the player. I really like to prepare on one event, like totally for one event, and especially that. Uh, the I don't know how to say that. If you're playing every, every week, basically, a lot of things can happen, like random things. And you can also, like, uh, depends on your opponent. You can be in advantage or disadvantage because of online and things like this. So And I'm pretty old school. Like, we are like old school players, same as Cooler and same as uh, other guys. We are preferred to play online. I think same goes for Cypher. It's just like this, this like, um, is this habit which we have over the years. So I think and because let's let's back let's get back for a moment to the history of quake you know all the champions like Russian champions like unkind Lexer like uh, cooler back then like zero uh, four was playing like a uh, champ back then you know we had many like quake champions back then all of them were winning LANs. they didn't really win like internet cups so we as a kids growing up we were like no man, I don't want to win on internet. I want to win ESWC. I want to win like Quakeon, I want to win WCG, right? So I think it's stuck in our mind, you know that it. This is what counts, you know, because back then many people were gathering, they were watching, they were cheering, like the guy was like champ, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this stuck in our mind, and and this is like the the the, the only only change. Uh, from other uh, point of view, I understand that people uh, who are watching this, like they, they, they don't really care if it's like LAN or like if it's internet, they want to see the game. So it's like for entertainment. So in this case, every week they have a game and they can watch the game which they love.
2: Mm. That's I think even for like viewers, sometimes like when you feel like the guys is coming to the LAN to like some kind of like Los Angeles, San Francisco or like Paris. Yeah, and they also like the the, the the guys who is rooting for you. They also feel like it's something different. It's more like it's more serious. It's more uh, valuable, I would say. Of course, and that's why no that's why, for example, for viewers like, as well. that's
1: why, for example, we have more viewers on land than on internet. So it's like uh, important for everyone, but right now we are in such current state in the world. I think we're gonna touch this subject for a moment later, but we are yeah. in such current uh, time in the world that uh, we are only left with uh, with uh, internet games, and this is where Quake can uh, rise up because I don't think CS will hold uh, as as good with uh, online only as Quake can do now mm-hmm. because and especially that it was already like it's already official that we're going to play final stages online they're not going to cancel it we quake and got canceled because it's a really big event it's not only quake it's also like uh, uh like um, exhibition right it's a whole. yeah exhibition with uh they, they're talking about new games new projects and things like this so it was too big to to hold to it right so as soon as it's all canceled we can play it uh, online and yeah. final stage is going to be still played and i'm pretty sure they're going to make uh, another another season of the league i don't see a point why they wouldn't do that especially that they always had a, like long term uh, plan for quake so i'm pretty sure we're going to have quake for another year
0: yeah that's true it's my actually. it's
1: my own opinion it's like it's only my own opinion um
0: and i think actually it's kind of switched the order that i was going to talk about things but um it's a good segue again um what do you think Thurston needs to do to take Quake to the next level, I think, because it has been long term for since 2017, right? I think yeah. that whole, I think that's probably what we argued about in uh,
1: in QuakeCon when you lost your voice. Um, I, yeah, well, <laughs> I will.
2: I will never. I will never uh, forget this. to you? <laughs>
1: fist fight or anything because i would be punching his belly basically but uh, <laughs> we had into argument like on words and after one hour of arguing drinking alcohol after party i lost my voice completely i couldn't speak like ron was laughing he was like man, you just lost your voice and i was like, i couldn't, yeah, I, couldn't, was, I, couldn't was I couldn't say anything man but, but, um, but i i would like to have like a second to think about what what do they need to do to... Do you to... want me to, uh, to really Yeah, if the Cypher...
2: pressure on Cypher then?
1: Yeah, if Cypher could maybe say something for now, because uh, I need to like...
2: I need yeah, to what what I understood from being like with uh, different organizations and with talking with them and with uh, being involved in and knowing uh, what do the organizations need. And organizations, as you know, is is like the, the one of the biggest part of esport. And it's like... It's that kind of system where you where the sponsors is coming for like advertisement and stuff like this uh, so organization is making the esports all around and uh, making the money uh, moving there and without the uh, esports organization nothing will work out i would say like this mm-hmm. uh, so i think i think that such kind of games like quake they need to support such kind of organizations they need like some kind of specific skins uh, with their uh, logos, uh, with uh, their um, their like stickers and stuff like this, so uh, the teams can uh, have this outcome in terms of like so if they're really involved in the quake, the stickers uh, have this outcome for the organization, so organization is uh, interested in it, and it's healthy for uh, for uh, for the game. Uh, game have its own percent, organizations have it, organizations making the advertisements, making the videos, making the highlights, making uh, their players be famous and stuff like this. And it's uh, plus into the game and uh, for the viewers, and it's just interesting. And uh, I think this is one, one of the most uh, important parts, like Rainbow Six does have it. Uh, many other teams does have it CS:GO Dota everything everybody does have it and uh, not everybody and like Riot have it like these agreements with organizations or even Rocket League has it you know Rocket League so um many 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 people understood it and if you want to move it and be modern in terms of like communicating with esports organizations which i think personally is one of the most uh, one of the most important aspects in esports then you have to like uh, uh, integrate something into them, like the stickers, for example. That's my opinion.
0: No, I I think so, and I think these revenue share systems are they are getting more and more popular in esports, and it's a very easy way for a brand to get engaged. So I I totally agree with that. Um, <laughs> I've, I've yeah,
1: I, I agree too. I agree too about the organization. So I'm going to leave that point that point and approach from another side. I think what they need also to do, they need to try to take example from CS. Like basically when CS 1.6 was uh, transforming into CSGO, how they make it big. Because CSGO in the beginning, many people didn't like it. Players didn't like it not there was not like many people who really thought that the game gonna be big but then what they did was like very smart they implemented like skins on the market for example right one of the things little things they implemented skins which you can like uh, exchange for the money later on it led to like uh, some problems with that but in the beginning they get attention of a lot of kids Kids were like playing for skins, they knew that it has some value, so they don't play for nothing, you know, they could resell it. Then some traders came in and all of these people who are doing things around CS, you know, around skins, around the game, they also basically get into the game, right? So they played from time to time, they watched the games, they could like uh, get drops on the streams. So that's how they build that community who who were not necessarily only players. And viewers, but also people who are trading, who are playing for skins, who are doing that, who are just like you know enjoying the game. So I think we need um, we need to think about some specifics like this, how to implement that into Quake. I think that will be good as well to have it more. And I know nowadays it's much harder to to get that because you know it's like um, many things in law are many things in law
2: are more restricted nowadays. I think.
1: In yeah, terms I wanted. Of, of, of I wanted markets
2: in games and real money. I wanted to also to add as well for like uh, some kind of ideas for Quake is also like, in uh, to have more business with bettings. I would say like this: so more bettings, more more uh, the more advertisement about bettings and about show. So if the Quake is making a lot of show before the uh, before the specific match, and they will uh, make a lot of people to bet on it, I think it's also very healthy. No?
1: Of course, because uh, okay. people
2: who bet, they're going to watch the game,
1: right? But from, we already have people betting because whenever I joined like QPL chat, they are I like, think not uh, anymore.
2: Do you, do you know that not anymore? seems like? Yeah, not
1: anymore. But uh, like a few weeks ago, there was some drama with some betting, you know? I, I went to the chat and like some guys were like uh, uh, mad that someone lose because they bet the money and, uh, you know, or they didn't get money or something like this. I don't even understand what, what was happening, but I read the Twitch chat and someone didn't get paid or something like this. Yeah.
0: I I remember all this kind of drama in CS a long time ago, so it's weird to kind of see it happening in Quake. And what's funny is that Quake is even older than CS, actually. And, and also, if you're still behind on some of these integrations, so it would be nice yeah. to, to be the ones who are creative instead, actually.
1: Also about betting, like if you want uh, to have sites uh, like with bets, like you need to like um, you need to. To make it easy for they a API or how is it called like the system where they check in scores and stuff like this, you know, so they mm-hmm. can get really fast the information who won who lost, what was pre-recorded, what wasn't, and uh, what is like fair, you know. Because uh, I just reminded myself uh, the guys were writing in chat that some game was pre-recorded and that's why someone did the debate or something yeah. like this, you know. And from other side, uh, uh yeah, basically you need to remember that CS and Quake like uh, ten. Ten or fifteen years ago, they were basically on the same level, like one point six and Quake Live. They were always or Quake Four. They were always on same tournaments. ESWC, Dreamhacks, WCG, WCG. Uh, well, Quake One was exclusively Quake, uh, but then honestly, ESL, look, IEMs, and and uh, tournaments. Oh, like this, honestly, it was look and see, had more viewers. Level, mm. But not necessary because, uh, like, I remember one time, for example, like in Kiev on IEM, like uh, there was like uh, Navi playing against nip no i don't want to say navi was playing someone in the final and they lost that final and cooler was playing against me in the final and the difference between viewers was like we me me and cooler had like 36k but it was in kiev so you know and they had like 42 or something yeah, yeah. like this so it was pretty like a uh, similar viewerships you know that mm. the only problem which i regret and i um I think many Quakers regret is that to some point Quake and CS were on same level. Exactly, money-wise, even even Quakers back then get paid more by yeah. organizations than CS players. It was crazy, but like uh, big orcs in uh, CS uh, were getting players were getting paid less than Quakers.
2: And because especially like
1: some, when the price money had... was
2: for one guy and for five guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the budget was smaller, so we could get a better uh, better salaries back then than CS players. And the price money for uh, tournaments were always, always similar, or even Quake had bigger because it was for one guy, you know? So till 2012 or 11, for... Quake and CS were head-to-head. Then what CS started to do is like, okay, guys, we need to grow it. A bit, so let's work on CSGO, right? They started to work on CSGO, and that was the time when uh, where Quake stood to Quake Live, and they didn't catch up as fast. That's why, yeah. like, CS get over the Quake at that time.
0: Yeah, for sure. So and, that was and
1: pretty and pretty because of the timing. Di-
2: yeah, and yeah. because of the differences in the, in the CS, it, it grew up. Quake stayed on the same state, but people just see that uh, Quake doesn't change, in, and the uh, CS is so so big that Quake is already not Plus, that kind of like... unlucky situation, uh,
1: 2013, yeah. 14, 15, let's be honest, 15, 16, it was big bomb for eSport. Like there was a lot of money coming in into eSport, right? That was the years where eSport actually grew. So that was the time that was perfect timing by CSGO to go on the market. That was the time where like eSport yeah. was growing, there was the most of money. And from 2014, eSport was only growing. So that was unlucky timing for like a quake and and luckily for CS.
0: Maybe uh, another boom. I want to I want to go on because we're actually 50 minutes into this um, and uh, I want to do some questions at the end. So I'm gonna have to pick my questions very carefully. But uh, since we're talking about like other games as well, and uh, you know we've been in arena FPS for a long time, no matter no matter what we say. Uh, there's the game Diabolical out as well. There are there are potentially other rivals. There's been that old Unreal tournament, which um, Epic decided that Fortnite was the game to work on, which was a smart decision from them. Um, Cipher, have you got any thoughts on on whether the, the competition
2: against Quake with Diabolical and and whatever else is coming up? Uh, this is gonna be chaotic for sure. Like, for me, it's just chaotic. Like, the game by itself is pretty good, but the Quake Champions in the current state is also a good game, you know? Like, maybe I wasn't really satisfied in the Quake Champions 2017-2018 when uh, there was, like, a lot of uh, Imbus OPs and they were changing all the time and the current, like, many things which wasn't working, like Rockets or, like, LG was different or, like, it's every time, like, every tournament it was changing and you couldn't and you had to catch your flow, like, really fast in Diabotical it's gonna be the same all the time and it's, it's really look like Quake life. <clears throat> I don't know, man, I wish, I wish one of this game would be at least X2 times bigger than it's in the current state, at least like this. I don't really expect it's gonna be like a mainstream game for sure. I really don't expect it. For many years I've seen uh, Quake and Arena FPS shooter is always gonna be like the underdog game, but still, Really excited to watch it. It's Mm -hmm. just the matter of how do you like um, advertise the show, not maybe the game, but the show. And this is what I think that Quake right now doing also good. They're not like pushing you to play it, but they're like really want you to watch it. And it's like their politic right now. And I think it's good politics Just need to be with better, like more and better. uh, Say like options, like, how how you approach it. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts as well on the other
0: games, like Diabots or uh
1: Well, um, I'm cheering for both games because, as you know, like, uh, James uh, Togut is, like, uh, my old uh, time friend. Um, he took care of me on events. That's also a funny story. Like. One time when I went to some event, he was pretending—I think him or Mad Dog was pretending to me be my like uh, uh, uncle or stepfather or something like this. When I was 13, there is even photo where he's like holding me uh, over my shoulder. And I'm like really small and young, and he's already grown up, man, which is like also nostalgic. So he's my friend, longtime friend. So I'm cheering like uh, as hard as I can for the game. How can I not cheer for the game, which is made by my friend, right? And I believe that he was so long in eSports and he he had big love. He has big love for like uh, FPS games, for Quake and for every other game that. I, I believe that he can uh, do like a big game and a uh, good game and uh, with a lot of features. And how can I not cheer for that? And if mm-hmm. it's com- competition for Quake, so what? Let it be. Like competition builds, like uh, like the business, right? If there is no mm-hmm. competition in the business, uh, you're not gonna grow uh, as strong as you can be in in the industry, right? So let's hope it's gonna be working in synergy, you know. And yeah, it's gonna uh, be one, one gonna healthy. one gonna try to bring up the other. So yeah. I really hope for that. That is gonna work in synergy, for and real. we are all gonna make it great.
0: And i I actually i hope that reflects in the communities too because you sometimes get the the rivalry which maybe it's good that people are saying quakes better or better, spin whatever's better and you want people to argue and fight against each other but I, I hope they won't do it to the detriment of you know pushing but, people away but it also can split
2: the community which is also bad like yeah, uh, yeah. it's, it's but from it's my besides. point of view from my point of view if
1: we are welcomed by uh by good to play the game I think people are gonna play the game you know it's mm-hmm. like if there is no restrictions you know you can choose whatever you want to play of course there's gonna be players who are gonna say i want to play both games but i feel like i cannot focus on both games right so I, let's say i'm gonna play like only quake or only diabolical but they're gonna be guys uh, who are gonna play both games for example and uh, we are welcome in both games so uh, it's great Perfect. you know and especially i think i don't I, I'm not sure, but from from what I know from talks with Tugut and from uh, from uh, my interest into the the, botical, the original plan was like to to push Diabloical um, as esport title in a team mode, right? In 3v3, that was the 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 the, the beginning like a uh, uh, beginning idea of Tugut. I don't know if he changed that to to 1v1, but I, I think know. he didn't because his like personal like opinion about 1v1 games is like man 1v1. It only gives you anxiety.
2: He's I like me- anxiety. How,
1: can you, how can you play 1v1? <laughs> it gives me anxiety. I feel stressed. <laughs> I feel nervous, like 1v1. Everything on me, you cannot play 1v1. Team is uh, fun.
0: That's what I love about it. But it's different for everyone, right? Um, yeah, some people love it. And some people really, it gives you anxiety. But it makes it so much. It makes it easy to watch with one v one because you understand everything that's happening. That's been a, my positive. But you know, you know, what, I want to push the questions onwards because we are getting towards the end, and I want to remind people in chat that we will have some questions coming up soon. But I want to talk about the current climate that we have in the world because things are pretty crazy uh, at the moment with COVID nineteen around. So I hope everybody is staying safe. Of course, this has been having a big impact on events around the world, and Quake is included on that. With some lands that have been getting um, either cancelled, stuffs being moving online, as Avex already been mentioning, uh, QuakeCon itself got cancelled, and I guess we're seeing what the solution is for that and how it affects the Quake Pro League. Um, Cipher, how how has this situation in the world affected Quake Pro League from a competition standpoint? Do you think there's people getting advantages from this or i don't know if i even fully understand how it has impacted quite pro league uh and you'll probably know better given that you you speak to the people inside the inside the business uh
2: not that much actually to be honest but uh from what i can imagine that uh, the placements will be different than it we used to see it on lands maybe that guys who was approaching uh, trying to approach the lan Form as the same as an internet right now. For them, it will be easier. Like, for example, such kind of guys like Venger or something like that. You know, the guy who is owning and recting in the internet or some others, you know. <clears throat> Maybe for them, it will be easier. Overall, overall, um, it's not for, like, somebody it's going to be, like, a big advantage. But I think for somebody, it will be big disadvantage. For, ex- uh, for example, the guy uh, who is uh, with us uh avicandro he he is struggling with internet and if his internet is gonna be like you know the thing which will not allow him to win then this is like the the sad story like how how can you really know who is better if one is struggling with internet mm. sure i'm gonna approach it from different side let, let it be like this but
1: um i think in general the situation is like uh, hard for like all industries, but uh, what I believed in the beginning of this whole situation, when it was starting to like uh, build up, I thought that eSport is gonna be only one industry which can actually take advantage of that at some point. And in the beginning, like I saw some streams like hitting like uh, biggest numbers in CS and things like this. You know, ESL was like having like uh, records like on streams. So. I was hoping that people are gonna stay home, play games, so there's gonna be more like players, more viewers, and uh, there's gonna be more interest in the in the gaming industry. And I still believe we can esports can grow with that. And even though we have final stages online, uh, from what I know, developers like uh, I think the the, the quake Bethesda are gonna react pretty fast. So we are sure, even though that QuakeCon is like canceled. Let's say if the borders are open and everything is cool in June, July, I'm pretty sure they're going to get this, uh, get some place to to make us play online. Even like this ESL studio in Katowice, like the smaller one, like the studio, I think it's not going to be a problem for them to make a deal with ESL and get that for like three days and play it out there. You know, we don't really need to fly to US, which is good for Europeans. Um, mm. And uh, we could play it online in Katowice. Yeah. And I think uh, in general, esports world right now should also think maybe about how to push like uh, players' visas, because lately we have like many problems. Uh, I'm not talking about Quakers, but uh, I heard many stories that some people going for Overwatch League or from other leagues or for CS or for some other tournaments, and they are just not getting visas, you know. Maybe we can finally have like sport visas, like uh, real, real uh, in real sports. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's also like interesting uh, subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I'm good at guys, I'm gonna it's, for on too, so it's for another podcast.
1: It's it's for another podcast because uh, honestly, we could, we could talk like ages about um, I I've
0: still got like questions to answer to to ask you guys like that I've made. So um but we've got some questions that've been asked by other people. Um I've got questions, guys. People asking me some, some questions too. Um or is that Pajasta telling me to ask you guys uh, that? So I'm gonna I'm gonna res- I'm gonna answer that Pejalsa's question first. Favorite quick game mode apart except Duel. For me, it's probably I think Capture the Flag. I've always loved. What about What about you two? Uh, Abic first.
1: Two v two for v four TDM.
2: Mm, I like Fifi and four v four TDM. Two v two actually was also really fun. To
0: be honest. What, what was the first one you said, Cipher?
2: Fifi. PPA like free for all. Um, oh, FFA. really? Okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: you, you a big deathmatch player or
2: not that much, but I really like it.
0: Okay. <laughs> Popular. Um, on the masters asking about scale bearer in duel in quick champions, of course, in his current state, Do you guys have any thoughts on on him? I he the way I've seen him, He's been a bit of a meme for a long time, but he's actually gotten a bit better in the last probably since 2019
2: scale. I think yeah. he's already good since yeah? one year, over one year. Mm-hmm. It's I just a matter of how to play it. Yeah, it's just, I think many people is just lazy to practice him like hard. <laughs> and maybe they're like, or they're afraid at some point. But he's really strong.
1: It's like you're putting a lot of time into one champion and you are not really sure that it's gonna pay off. This is Especially how I feel like a scale. I feel that if I'm gonna take scale and uh, grind it, I, I might end up in a match where, when somebody's just gonna wreck me because my hitbox is like uh, big. If I'm gonna make mistake with my decision, it's gonna be just like uh, one second and you are gone. Mm. So, this is what I'm afraid of with scale. But in general, in the right hands, he's like really strong. And it's like from my perspective, it's really hard to deal with him.
0: I saw that in the practice leading up to QuakeCon 2019, I think it was Hron who was just destroying everyone with Scale Bearer on Molten Falls or something.
1: Yeah, and but then he said himself, man, I just pussy out on land. I didn't pick him. I just pussy out <laughs> because I, I could I could pick like medium gems and I just pussy out. I didn't pick scale. But he did actually pick many times on kraken But later on, like on other events, he didn't pick it as, as, uh, as much.
0: Yeah, I see, I see. Um, there are more questions here. Star. I don't know how to like interpret Stardin's question. What do you guys think of a new champion, a spectre that's ultimate is going through walls? I think they're trying to bring Dota two in this or something like that. But, but actually, on that topic, is there any like champions whether it's going through walls? Because I don't know. We already already see through walls. Have you-, have you imagined any any champions yourself, or do you let Not other sure. people
1: do the imagining for you? Of course, I think that, I, I think you can implement at this time anything to Quake because there is so many champions and abilities. We can like uh, get a specter going through the walls, or we can have like uh, aimbot, like a uh, soldier from like uh, Overwatch or anything like this. You know that will be also cool. Let's say you have uh, ultimate for two seconds where you're hitting hundred percent og. Why not? You have wallhack. Why not aimbot? you know all, everything all everything it. can work it's it's just the matter of balance or or things like this you know so of course every new champion you bring in into the game like after like uh, some time you need to like uh closely look into him and adjust it. you will never like implement new champion and it's gonna be perfect and balanced and everything gonna be all. Cool. it's it's impossible
0: that bit i definitely agree with actually um uh is there a, who asked this question so Pete uh, asked, uh, "How long does it take Avic to do his hair?" You sure it was Pete? I'm pretty sure
1: it's him controlling Twitch. He's on Discord um, with us. I'm, ups- <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't think Pete's gonna do that. No, I basically it took me shower plus like uh, ten minutes. That's why, like. Shower is like well, I'm taking long showers lately. I don't know why. Like <laughs> one year ago, one year ago, I was like I had a rule that I'm taking cold showers, and it worked perfect for me. I wow. felt great. Like I was going into the like uh, shower and I was like putting very cold water, and I was like showering really fast because it was cold. So three minutes and I'm done, and I felt so good. But nowadays I'm just like uh, I'm just pussy. I'm going in there and I'm putting like very hot water, and I'm standing there for twenty minutes, and it's so good.
0: <laughs> Very good. Um, Rob told me to pick a question I had from the list. Uh, so I want to pick a, my question, I'm going to pick is to Cypher. Um, because he's, I mentioned it earlier on that he's been doing so many other things in gaming at the moment. And I'm wondering if your experiences with, with Apex, um, I think you dabbled with Overwatch, of course, um, and all these other things. You know, we mentioned Shoot Mania earlier with Abek. Is there anything that you've learned about yourself? Um, getting involved in these other games and communities? man, last
2: like five five last five years, for me, it's like totally like new world. I mean, new life. And yeah, I think for through these five years i I faced totally different side of the life at some point. maybe in, the, in maybe almost in the same uh, industry, but uh, what I faced the uh, last five years, yeah, it definitely I can say like experience this for sure.
0: What uh what do you say is something that stands out for you in in I don't know, in like lessons learned, if that makes sense?
2: Um, the people is different and everybody have their own opinions first of all, and you have to respect that. And uh yeah, basically. That's incredibly honest. I very much like that. I'm
0: gonna dig up some more. Uh you guys got matchups tonight. I don't know who you're playing,
1: but Avik, who are you playing? And tell us about it. (laughs) Uh, I already, um, I didn't uh, play, uh, I didn't play uh, bass last week, uh, but I already played uh, pre-recorded this week. He trio, he would me like a champ. unfortunately. (laughs) Wait, are you meant Uh, to say that?
2: (laughs) Wait, well, been... the, the game is yet?
1: the game is uploaded already on YouTube somehow, so oh, I don't know, cool. and it was watched already for uh, by a few K people, so I think it's like uh, it's official, I guess. I thought it's it's we're gonna hold it till Sunday, but anyway, uh, and today I'm playing another match with Sparty. I think it's oh, at okay. 8 p.m. CST it. time, and yeah. is playing Kielsen, which is pretty interesting.
0: You're gonna throw
1: meatballs at him?
0: What are you? What are you gonna do with Sparty?
1: With party, I think yeah. he he got enough of meatballs. Did you see his breakfast? No, just... no you didn't on Twitter. No, he Did... sometimes shows me his breakfast actually. His breakfast no, is uh... like three plates, like full of meat, potatoes, <laughs> like uh, pasta, like 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 vegetables. He's eating more uh, on breakfast than night, like for two days. Christ,
0: Cy- Cypher, what who are you playing today? Um, I'm uh, playing Kielsen. Oh, that's a that's a. He's, like, the top European at the moment on points, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. How's, uh, how's your feeling going into that?
2: Of course, I feel like probably I'm going to lose, but uh, I will just, man, I will just try to enjoy my game, first of all. I, will, I just want to try to not lose really badly. And if I will have the <laughs> opportunity to, like, win something, then I will use it.
1: You will take it.
2: <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> whatever,
1: he, whatever he gives, you take don't you don't <laughs> yeah no, seriously
2: seriously i can't uh, I can't predict uh, this matchup because I know that's gonna be pretty bad for me, but I just hope that if I would be managed to catch the flow and do good in the beginning of the maps, then I will be fine, but overall, he's really aggressive, he's really catching off guard a lot he's uh he doesn't afraid at any fight, so if if I would really want, our fight, would uh, our score would be like really huge because he's fighting for almost every item in the beginning. And when he make a frag, then it's really hard to catch him because it's nowhere to see him until he will be like 100 to 200. Really basic style of play, like really, 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 really default. But in the same time, because of his like technical wise uh, and how he approached the beginning of the map, like how he's aggressive and how he catches you off guard before the second uh, big item, it's really uh, scary. Let's say. Mm-hmm.
0: Fair enough. Um, I got a question from Sa Johan. Um, what got you guys into gaming, and how did you find out about Quake, and eventually into competing? I know that Avik, we've spoken about this before, and you tell me a lot about the uh, the sort of uh, the land cafe system in Poland years and years ago. Is this has this been part of it? Um, how did you discover? Quake?
1: Uh, it's a question to me?
0: Yeah, well, to both of you, but I'll start with you.
1: Well, I think it's same for me and for same for Cypher. Like Internet clubs were really popular back then in both of our countries, in the whole CIS region, like all east of Europe. So I think we all started the same. I think Cooler started the same, Cypher started the same, and I did start the same. We went to the internet club, and we saw like some people playing CS, some people playing Quake, and some people played Warcraft, right? or like other games, you know? And we just happened to play
0: Quake. Fair enough. And competing there was just a natural progression to beat the people who are playing Quake in those clubs?
1: Well, of course, you wanted to be the best in your internet club. Then another internet club was coming to you and was saying, hey man, who's the best player here? Okay, this Mm -hmm. guy. Okay, we got better than you. Like we can like bet 50 bucks that our guy gonna beat your guy, and they yeah let's go. So then we were playing like between each other, and then we were making uh, tournaments like between internet clubs, like team modes between internet clubs, you know, Mm -hmm. and and things developed like this. I remember the 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 most exciting thing uh, back then as a kid was like uh, there was uh, when you when you were going for a night, you know, whole night of playing like Friday or saturday you could enter the internet club at night and play from like 9 pm till 6 am in the morning and you paid less for an hour you know so i was like waiting whole week to go to the internet club and play all night mm-hmm. and on friday for example
0: and uh,
2: and okay. uh, excuse me i just wanted to add uh, about these okay. times is that uh, i was more excited about the, the upcoming tournaments than nowadays to be honest and when when we came to the uh, like with my friends, we came to the tournaments, all the time you you were working around, there were a lot of people who were signing up, and you all the time see the new people. It was like every tournament you always see like some new people coming out and showing themselves, like, and they're coming into like maybe quarters, sometimes maybe something like that. And you're like, Whoa, what is this guy who 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 is that? Like,
1: yeah, you were uh, talking was... between each other, like you see this guy, yeah. Who yeah, is? yeah.
2: I don't Who know, man. And every it tournament, it was like this. Every tournament, it was somebody new or something like that. And from years and years, I was starting to participate in tournaments, like this small internet uh, club tournaments, uh, since I was eight, 11 or 12. And f- before my first international tournament, it was like five years, I was uh, playing this uh, small cups uh, in uh, internet clubs. And only are... after five years I came to ESWC 2006
1: or you were like traveling from uh, one city to another city to play yeah. like in a tournament you know and you were going through by trains you didn't really book the night because you didn't have money back then so you were sleeping in train station or in a train or on a chair in the internet cup after tournament you know there was many rumors going on like one guy was saying man you need to eat banana before the tournament right <laughs> and I was like why because banana has some substance inside that is going to make you play better. But I was like, what substance, some vitamin or something? I don't know, man, like something, but I don't really know the name. <laughs> it has something that you need to eat it and you need to eat it with bread. And I was like, OK, so I was eating like bread and banana, you know, because I thought it's going to work good. Now and I know it cool. has a lot of potassium and things like this, which works good on your heart. So it's like making you more calm. It has vitamin B and things like this, you know, which is like uh, working on your nerve system, for example, which was kind of true back then. But they didn't know what it has. So but they knew that you it. need to eat banana. It's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a couple more from
0: uh, from chat. And um, OK, actually, I think it's from the same same guy. Actually, it's Johann. biggest gaming achievement and why? Uh, I was trying to think. Like, can I actually guess this for both of you? But my, I'm 30 years old now, and my memory's dying. Um, Avik. Well, for me,
1: one v one biggest achievement is CSWC 2007, which I won against Cooler in the final. Uh, that's for Jewel. I won like three times Dreamhack, I think, as well, which is like I think nobody did it more. Uh, from any other game and 2007 i was also i think it's even on wikipedia that i was the youngest champion ever in any game and uh uh, team modes i won 2011 quake on in 4v4 tdm with noctis party and Krissa. so that was also pretty nice to have because i didn't expect that win. we were facing like ice climbers with Tox, fox termi yeah. And Lincoln, I think, and we managed to beat them. So that was True. pretty unexpected, and I was very, very happy with this quake on win. And that's only quake on which I managed to win. I never won any other quake on in one v one or anything like that. Uh, so it's, it's good, good to Ramper have the
2: statue.
1: Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> they were stealing all
0: the
2: wins on quake on.
0: Well, what's your uh, your biggest uh, gaming achievement, uh, Cipher?
2: Mm, from overall so i think i was counting i won uh, 11 or 12 uh, world cups where all the people was, were participating from na and from europe and all of them were on the same place and 11 or 12 tournaments like this i won but the most memorable one was uh, the quake on 2010 against cooler because it was first of all it was the most tense and and the second of all I really I really stopped believing in myself back then. I I thought that uh, it it will be super hard to win it and I was in like one of my best shapes and that finals was just uh just took half of me like you know it's just I I was completely out of energy completely like off after that finals it to, to, totally took everything from me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I remember that final like this
0: yeah, and for uh, anyone who hasn't seen it, I recommend uh, watching Era Walk uh, in particular. It was one of, one of the most memorable uh, maps in the, that series, where didn't you, you played out of control in Overtime. I, like I remember that. I was watching
1: like? this match in uh, Germany, and he was like basically on 10, 20 HP for yeah. like two or three minutes. Insane. And, and Kuler couldn't like, uh, catch him and kill him.
0: And in Era Walk, that just doesn't really happen. If you yeah, have 20 yeah.
1: HP, um, you just suffer.
2: Even though, like, there was only, like, two moments where I was really scary. Uh, I thought that he was supposed to kill me, but he choked or something like that. Uh, overall, like, even if I was, like, really low HP, he didn't, like, go and push me, like, to kill me, you know? And I was, like, holding that kind of position, and I was all, all the time expecting that, okay, if not these five seconds, then another five seconds he will call, come and kill me. So I was trying to, like... Uh, to find like a backups and find and all the time like hiding because I know that one frac and I'm done with this tournament because he was already winning uh, two to one, two to one, and it was like third map, uh, fourth map, and if I would lose it, I would lose the tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and there was like a few situation when uh, where uh, there was like a TP next to Mega and I came there uh, less than 100 HP and Cooler did. Uh, like pre-fire and he missed that and he didn't like get into the uh, tp for me to kill and it will be like 100% sure kill and this is the only what i remember like what was really 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 scary and then i remember as well like on the arrow walk, the 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 moment where i hit him once rail and it gave me opportunity to to get to the pos- position to mega because i didn't eat any single mega for like two three minutes or something like that and as soon as I hit one rail and he gave me opportunity to actually take this mega then I I felt like I felt like I I can actually do it like this yeah I still remember many 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 situations from that games honestly I think we need another podcast where we where we go through some of these these highlights
0: that you guys have had in your career um I guess a lot I got a last question uh here it's, he's just pulling out all the questions but they're really interesting and i think um aside from the fact that we might judge that you know if we put an old map we put it into quake champions there's a question as to whether you should do that but let's ignore that question i want to focus on if there's an old map that you did bring into quake champions what map would you want to see um avic first i guess
1: uh I don't really know. I think it's uh, hard to implement, like a uh, map from Quick Life, for example, to to Quick Champions. It just feels like distances are like different. And um, but we can we have like ZTN, right, in uh, in uh, mm-hmm. Quick Champions, and it works kind of good. So I would like to see like DM13.
2: Yeah. Lost World from like uh, Quick Life. And I would uh, like I to see Sinister and Cure yeah
0: they were both um
2: excellent. yeah senior was really good too,
0: yeah i'm upset that you neither of you said t7 furious heights
2: uh, t7 is really small for quick champions i think
0: t7 is my love yeah the same but so
2: it's not i think it's not gonna work out for quick champions but honest.
0: i am i am happy that neither of you said error walk or hectic or toxicity
1: um, yeah, they are too fast really for Quake Champions, I think. And <laughs> yeah. really, really small. Uh, even like DM13 is very small and it's too small for quick Champions. But I still would like to to see that.
0: Mm-hmm. No, dm I honestly, I think that would be really, really fun. But you know what? I'm going to close off uh, uh, the questions there because we ran much longer than I was expecting. Um, I would like you guys to say any last comments that you guys have. Cypher, you, I mean, any final words you want to say?
2: Uh, yeah, guys, thank you for uh, for cheering for us, for me and Evic, and uh, we are going our way, we are trying to win our games, and we are still uh, stressed and worried about our, uh, our like, uh, you know, like, achievements, and we are, like, going there, and we still want to win, and I hope both of us finally will get, what we want stuff like this. Thank you for cheering, and, yeah. Yeah, shout-outs to everyone who was
1: watching. And I hope we can do another podcast with you, Zoot, because it was great. And as as I said, like, we need... um... We need, we need much more time to like uh, talk about what happened in the past because there is a lot of like uh, cool stories which i want to talk about but we just don't have time for that and especially right now during this like uh, hard times in the world i think uh, making podcasts might be good way uh, to spend our time because it takes hour or two and you are just bringing some good content for people and maybe people are interested in that I also like to like myself I I really love to listen to podcasts like for example when everything was open and I was going to the gym I was like uh, doing some cardio on the bike and it's like really really boring I was always putting my headsets on and I was listening to podcasts so that was the best the best thing I could do to 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 survive it
2: mm. So a- thanks everyone life.
1: for watching. Thank you for like uh, this podcast, and I hope it was great. Uh, of course, we're gonna upload it on YouTube. So if if anyone's yeah, if anybody wants to rewatch it or like who didn't arrive for uh, today's stream because it's pretty early for myself at least, I will be still sleeping. If not this podcast, then then we're gonna have it on YouTube. So thank you.
0: That's a very good point. Yeah, thank you uh, both of you, and also thank you very much to Endpoint for putting all of this on Uh, it's great for me to still find a way to put my feet into the waters of quake because I haven't done too much of it for a few weeks. And yeah, I totally welcome doing some more podcasts where we can talk about I I could tell Abbeck was just dying to talk about more stories and things that happened in the past. I haven't seen him that that excited and happy in a while. Um, But yeah, it's been a pleasure. Everyone stay safe in these tough times. Um, Share the content with your friends and we'll hopefully see you next time. Take care. Yep, see you.